Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The holiday season is off and rolling with NFL in full stride and the NBA and NHL hitting mid-season form. BetOnline is your number one destination for all your sports wagering info. With up-to-the-minute sports wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, BetOnline is the top spot for everything pro and amateur sports. And not just the big four. BetOnline has info available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time for almost any sport that's played. From MMA to international Soccer. Head to Bet Online today and remember to use our promo code Believe for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's promo code B L E A V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals Central Centric Specific Podcast hosted by me. Javon J. Love Adams and the man who runs this thing. He is a former professional baseball player. He also played in the National Football League for that first Super Bowl bound team for the Atlanta Falcons. He is a motivational speaker and author and an all around great guy. He is Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Oh, my bad. Sometimes, you know, I forget to get you back on here. <laughs> what is good, my brother? Hey, you know you run this thing. I'm just the man standing next to the man, so I'm glad <laughs> to be that, too. <laughs> uh, uh, all good, all good. So, yo, it is, can you believe it is December 1st as we record this? December. Oh, Christmas staring Christmas. us down, bro. Staring us down. Can't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's funny. You know when I mentioned this person, you, you're going to laugh. So I talked to my, my mom yesterday. And she oh, was just yeah. as mean and cantankerous as ever. Good <laughs> Lord. Oh, my gosh. I mean, just cursing for no reason. All I called this I dude. I can't wait to meet that woman. Her. Man, you're going to try to get her out of her apartment, man. She's stubborn. So we do this thing twice a week on Mondays and Thursdays. This is Friday as you're receiving this. Uh, see, the schedule will be a little wonky off and on every other week, a little bit like that. But uh, Mondays and Thursdays, Monday, we look back on the game that was and kind of give our, our takes on that. Thursday, we look ahead to the game that is coming, the, the, that is the, the most uh, upcoming game. And, of course, that is the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Arizona Cardinals will be traveling to Pittsburgh uh, to take on the 7-4 and four Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals are, of course, two and ten coming into this. Uh, I'm trying to look and see what the weather's going to be like. I know you always have that type of weather stuff. Ed loves the weather. Oh, it's supposed to be. It's uh, 46. It's, well, I think it's supposed to be 46 degrees at game time in Pittsburgh. Want to get into that? Your thoughts on this this game? I'm sure you. I, I know I talked to you the other day, and you was getting ready to do a podcast. I think for in the Pittsburgh area, they run they run uh, easy through that that interview car wash, and it's always cool to get the insights <laughs> on what the what the teams are looking ahead to. So before we get into that stuff i want to get into it's an article just a topic in general it's an article i came across on arizona sports.com and uh essentially it's about kyler is focused on breaking old habits as he works to perfect uh cardinals offense now I'm, especially, you know, the last, probably the last year or so, oftentimes I hit you with some of this mindfulness stuff and I'm hitting you with, cause I'm trying to, I'm growing, I'm changing as a person. I like to think <laughs> that I'm more, that I'm more uh, peaceful and able to, to, to react better in moments of stress than I was two years ago or a year and a half ago, et cetera. But it's a work in progress. So having said that, when it comes to, let's say a quarterback, when it's, let's say a quarterback who's really set in his ways, like Kyler Murray is, it, it, one of the things that I heard was that uh, when he came to, when he when he was drafted, it's not as if he was 
necessarily coached to have to improve his footwork. His footwork was a question mark coming into the league, all that type of stuff. But what are your thoughts on, you know, what what do you think the 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 possibility of Kyler changing his stripes, so to speak, and adjusting? I'll ask you. I'll start off answering your question by asking you a question. Would you okay. imagine it's easier to start to break a like? Say, if you have a teenager and someone in their fifties, my our age, right? Who would yeah. it be easier to 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 break the habit of smoking? It would be easier uh, to break teenager. the habit of the teenager because they just started, right? Yes, sir. Yes. The other one's been doing this a long time, so it's going to be harder. Yeah. Same thing goes with quarterbacks and their habits. How long has Kyler, you know, and it's not like he has horrible footwork or this or that. He's just always gotten away with doing what he does because he has had superior athletic ability at the levels he was at, at high school. You know, you go, go all the way back to Pop Warner. We've seen the pictures of, of him as a little Pop Warner kid. Then he got into high school. Then he got to college. Now he's here at this level asking to break habits. Well, one is going to take an extreme amount of work to whatever these habits are. And he lists some of them in the, in the article, you know, footwork, this, that, the other thing, it's going to take a long time. You don't just all of a sudden, well, I got a new coach. I'm just going to start doing it this way. No, it doesn't happen like that. It's repetition now. And you know, what are they trying to teach you? What are, they might be wanting him to get under center more to have the footwork coming from under center, you know, coming out of it, play action or straight drop back or whatever it is. It's a whole lot different than having the ball snapped right to you, eyes up, and you can see everything. So these are, you know, we'd have to get the list of things he's looking to break, but it's not going to be as easy as, okay, well, I'm just going to work on it in practice, and then all of a sudden, I'm, you know, I'm going to get in the games and do it. We always revert. When, when you're in stress, under stress, right, we always revert back to what is most comfortable to us. So he can work on it it as much as he was like doing practice and stuff like that. These are things that you have to work on during the off season. These are things that you get in the lab. You know how it is. You know, when you're doing your thing on the, you might have a little tick or something. You, I got to work that out. You work that out in the darkest of hours in the lab, you know, at night, you know, you don't just get on the stage and I'm just going to do this. Do it. Nah. So for all the things that he wants to correct and work on, that's fine and dandy. Those things will get done in the off season. Now he can try to correct them. Now it's not going to look as pretty because like I said, you, you're under stress doing these games on Sunday, whatever it is you're trying to work on, probably you're going to revert back to whatever the old habits are because that's your comfort zone. So I'm not sure, you know, my thing for Kyler, hey, get out there and just try to be productive. I mean, this isn't a time to be necessarily working on things. We work on things in practice. You don't work on things in the game. That's when you find yourself in trouble because, like I said, you're going to revert back to those things that are most comfortable for you. And like I said, maybe who knows what they're asking him to do. I would love the exact list so we could actually dissect it of the things right. that he is, you know, trying to correct. But I, you know, like so right now he's auditioning. You probably trying to say all the right things as well. Right. Jay, right. because for a little bit of time, he's been seen as a little petulant, a little spoiled kid because he was under Kingsbury and he was running the show. Now he's not running the show. So he's also, in addition to making it work on the field, he's trying to say and do all the right things as well. And you know, how much of that 
like I said, can you correct in a matter of just a few weeks? Yeah. Now, along those lines, I will say this. So couldn't you do both, though? So if you're trying to practice it, because this season is lost, they're two and 10 coming in here. You know, this it now it's it's a matter of they're looking to see which players are not going to tap out, which ones are going to continue to be professionals and work and do their job. And then it couldn't it be said that uh, Petzing, the offensive coordinator, should be saying instead of because I talked to my son this morning and he was livid. He said that he was under center five times in the first in in the first ser- in the series in which they scored and they never went back to it. That's mm-hmm. on that's on the offensive coordinators as much as it is on the quarterback for you know some whatever the the not doing not the right reads and just not being in sync and in tune, but you got to keep putting them in that practice it in the real time situations in a season where there's really nothing to lose. We're just trying to get you to get that, that memory so that when, when it all falls down, as you mentioned, that you don't revert back to your old ways. We want the new ways is what you want to revert back to when it all breaks down. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I think the only way you correct certain things is you have to implement them. And the problem for the staff, in addition, is when you can practice it all week, right, Jay? When it doesn't look right during the game, what are they going to do? They're going to try to find his comfort zone as well because they don't want to look silly out there. So they're, it's a, a blame of the staff as well. Well, we'll work on that this week. Right now we're trying to win this game. So let's, yeah. you know, get him into what he feels most comfortable with, you know. So it's their fault as well. So it's, it's a, yeah. you know, both sides they're both looking at it like, hey, we want to do this. And then, so like I said, as soon as you get in the game, you know, that, hey, well, let's, because they did it in the first series, like you said, and all of a sudden it's like, ah, forget, scrap that. We're trying to win this one. Let's get him back in, uh, uh, you know, pistol and we'll run this and we'll work on that on Tuesday and Wednesday or Thursday, you know, when we got some time, time during the week. You got to also remember, this is unlike, like, when you get spots in the season, in the off season where they're specifically teaching, days and teaching moments and we got a mini camp coming up where we got time in the meeting rooms we also have some time in the field so we're going to work on that all week long what are we doing now we're game planning specifically each week for the game that's coming up it's not time to be working on stuff this is hey we're implementing because we only got so many hours we got to install we got to get to work on our you know our first and ten we got our short yardage our goal line our uh, red zone our two minute these are all things we got to work on in preparation for this upcoming game this isn't time to be working on stuff that we should be doing during the off season so that's yeah. the dilemma right there Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. He's Ed Smith. I'm Javon Adams. So I want to throw this out at you. Speaking of working on things, uh, Zach Ertz is working on trying to find himself a new team because he asked for his release and he was granted his release. Uh, he had to see the writing on the wall there as soon as they drafted Trey McBride, right? I mean, that, I, I would imagine that when you're a player and if you're, you're the, you're the starting D, you know, left DN and they draft a left DN, all right, just do they're, eventually they're trying to replace me. So you're, you're never shocked by those things. Plus he's been injured a little bit, uh, especially this year and over the last couple of years, right? Yeah, and it's not even necessarily the writing on the wall when they drafted him because initially your the thought process we're going to help have Ertz here to help groom uh, Trey, you know, get him ready and teach him along the way. Then all of a sudden Ertz gets hurt, Trey goes out and has the breakout couple of weeks and it's like all right, I think he's learned enough. And we're paying, <laughs> seriously, and we're paying this dude a whole lot of money to now sit and watch 
Trey do what we think he hopefully can do moving forward. And then Ertz is, you know, hey, I don't want to see her babysitting anymore on a 2-10 and ten team. Can y'all please do me a favor? They'll release him. They asked him to give a game check back, which he said, yeah. Where's he going, bro? He's going right back to Philly if he can. That's the perfect landing spot for him. He knows the organization, knows the offense. They're in need possibly. I can't, I can't remember. Did Goddard get hurt? I can't remember. But regardless, be a perfect spot to land for him, a team that's heading skyrocketing toward the, the, the postseason. Man, you go there and get him another ring, possibly. So, you know, actually it works. It's one of those situations where it's a no-brainer. As soon as he was healthy and sitting around, it's like, yeah, let's let him go do his thing. We can relieve ourselves of that salary. And I think hmm. he's left our young tight end in a better place than when we first got him here. So that's all. Like I said, that's just how the business works, man. Yes, sir. I guess so. It is. It that's the that's the the circle of life, uh, Simba. Yeah. So let's get into this. So uh, Arizona Cardinals, Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. And we know they fired their offensive coordinator, uh, Canada Matt Canada, a couple of weeks ago. They, I mean. Yeah, they had more yardage last week, but they still didn't score much. So, uh, your your thought what your thoughts on this game because we know that the Steelers they they going to come with the defense. Uh that's that's their calling card and Mike Tomlin, he does, he is the definition of find a way to win because if you look at this over the last what five last five last five games, the the offense scored 16, 13, 23, 20 and 20. And out of those last five games, they won three out of those those five. So, they finding a way to win some of the, these low-scoring games where their offense isn't uh, really putting up the numbers. What, is, what are your thoughts on this Pittsburgh Steelers team? The Steelers remind me of Malcolm X, bro, by any means necessary. I mean, that's, <laughs> that, and that's exactly how they win. They just get it done with the nastiest-looking offense, and then they, you know, they fire the offense coordinator, like you mentioned. They go out and get 400 yards for the first time in – probably 20 years, right? And they're actually celebrating that even though you only scored 16 points and beat a Bengals team with a backup quarterback, right? So it's like, what are we really, you know, it's like, you know, the, yeah. hey, yay, you know, give them a little <laughs> golf clap. It's like, okay, what do you, is it yards or is it points that you're after? They're still mm. very bad in the red zone, so they still have that problem to correct. Um, the thing I don't want to do is if you're the Cardinals, you don't want to be that get right for the Eagle, for the uh, Steelers, right? You don't okay. want to go over there and just open the floodgates and give him confidence moving forward. Ooh, don't let the don't let the Steelers score 30 points in this game. I'm just man. saying, we're on two different train tracks, right? They, yeah. You know, you ever been on a train, you got the one that's doing all the local stops, and then you see that one flying by you on the side every now and then. That's the uh, commuter that's heading 100 miles an hour to further destinations. Yeah. The Steelers are heading to a different destination at seven and four currently. You know, even though we didn't think it was possible, they are heading in the direction of playoffs and postseason. We are heading in the direction of looking to see what the draft looks like and, you know, uh, rebuilding this team. So, you know, two different you know, modems right now. We're trying to figure it out. 
they're also trying to figure it out, but with a like I said, with incentives ahead of them. And this this game, like I said, we we could go over there and we could you know be a spoiler, or we could lay down and just you know give them what they want. And I'm hoping it's the the, the spoiler. I hope we go over there and put some pressure on them and not just give this game to the Steelers. But like I said, somehow they just figure out how to do it over there in Pittsburgh. I have no idea. You know, Tomlin, what 15 plus years, never had a losing season, and that's just. I mean, just think about what's going on in New England. You know, there's just how does he continue to do it without all the ingredients? If they had a quarterback there, am I and a and a competent OC? Who knows what the Steelers might be? They might be another one of those on another one of those runs when they have Roethlisberger. How every year it was coming down to them in New England and probably Indy with uh, uh, Peyton Manning, but they were always in the mix. Right now, yeah, yeah. they look like a team that might make the playoffs, probably will, and then they'll get bounced out in the first round because they just can't compete offensively with the other teams out there. So like I said, I'd rather be in their spot than ours, but at the same time, you know, I, I don't see like the 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 rosy, uh, you know, we're getting ready to hoist the trophy over there in, in Pittsburgh. But like I said, they they are the Steelers and we are the, the Cardinals right now, and we'll see what this game, I'm sure we'll get specific with it, but yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with that offense over there in Pittsburgh. Before I get into asking you what do what does each team have to do to secure a victory, is Tomlin strikes me, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm going back to the the example you always give about Coach Reeves, how he did while well, his calling card was defense, if I'm not mistaken, right? Was it that's where that's where he made Coach Reeves? Yes, yeah, Coach Reeves, Reeves, Reeves was, on the was defensive was side more... of the ball. He was he was a hybrid to be honest with you. He had his okay. hands in everything. That's what I want to get at. That's what I yeah, want to get at. So so sometimes so when you have that coach that is that is able to go to each room and is able to just kind of again be that CEO. So so he's not spending. I was going to say wasting. It wouldn't be a waste, but he's not spending all his time with one side of the ball. He kind of he's making sure he's touching everything. Does it is it seems like that's where that's what. That's what a, a Jonathan Gannon would want to be, uh, you know, to be able to have more along those lines. So as he's looking across the, you know, the cross to the other sideline, should he be looking at Tomlin and saying, how can I be maybe more like Belichick? Yeah, maybe, but how can I be more like Tomlin to be able to have, to, to have not only the longevity, but to be able to have an understanding of all facets of my team in that way? Yeah, that's a great uh, kind of uh, thought process there, Jay. Because yeah, some co- some coaches like uh, Sean Payton is totally like he's an offensive quote unquote genius and all that. So he yeah. spends the majority of his time with the offense because he's actually helped building it. Tomlin and he's a Tomlin is a defensive guy, but I don't think he's the one building everything. He's the one overseeing everything, and right. it's a it is a big difference because yeah. Tomlin. He can spend the majority of his time going from room to room, like you said, checking in on the offs, uh, the, uh, um, uh, special teams. Then he goes and sees what's going on in the offensive meetings. Then he might spend a little more time on the defensive side with those guys, but he is still kind of motoring around. And, you know, I, some of these coaches, you, I, you know, they, I guarantee you they have a defense, like say an offensive mind, they have a defensive guy. You go handle that. I'll see you at the meetings at noon because that's when I'm supposed to see you. And then they come together. Hey, what's going on in there? What you guys doing? That type of thing. I think Gannon does strike me as the type of guy who might want to 
make his way around all the rooms because he does have an offensive and defensive coordinators in place. Let those guys do their job. Your specialty will be to oversee as the CEO. So, yeah, Tomlin might be the perfect kind of guy for him to – and, you know, Sirianni as well. He obviously came from the Philly tree. Okay. I think Sirianni, yeah. Sirianni is, you know, he's – more offensive, but I think he's the type of dude that makes his way around the rooms too. So he probably came from the perfect uh desk, you know, he came from the perfect place as far as Philly. But yeah, um Tomlin would be a guy that I would if I'm Gannon, I'm taking notes, even when we're standing out there uh during the pregame. I'm watching how he's rotating around to all his players, making sure you know, he's hitting all of the uh, spots. That might be the perfect um example, yeah, for Gannon to kind of mirror himself. Okay, so as we so after you answer this question, you can you can uh, transition into what the Steelers have to do to win this game. But when you're, it's easy it's easy uh, to look at a team from afar and say that team has this going on great or this going on poorly. When you versus if you're in that market and you think you guys have no clue that he doesn't do that, this coach doesn't, this team is not good at that. This team is really good at this, not that. So I'm wondering when you've been talking to the people in uh, you know with the doing the Pittsburgh. Steelers uh, kind of interviews this week. The way we see Tomlin as man, that's a guy that that you should be happy to have that coach. Are they saying the opposite? Saying man, this what man? Why can't we have this other coach? Why do they are they more negative about him, or are they or are they as positive or more positive than you know along the lines that we are when we look at him? Steeler fans love Tom, and you got to remember this too, Jay. In the history of the organization, they've only had three head coaches. Think yeah. about that. Their team was formulated before I was even born, and they've had three. Their teams have had three head coaches in a single season, like in a yeah. calendar year. Look where at, they've look only on the Panthers. They had in yeah. the last what, four or five years had six coaches. So yeah. So the, you know the thing is you and you always use you use the word perfect all day. You can't be em- empathetic, meaning you can't can't be like well okay well we just don't make change here it's got to obviously be a positive thing to have coaches there that long and i think when you look at what tomlin has done the 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 meal he continues to make without the ingredients that we all expect you know you we shake our head like they're seven and four right now it's like how the heck did they do that they did it because they have a head coach who understands what he has and doesn't try to try to do too much with it. He held on probably to, to the OC too long, but that was kind of out of loyalty, just like the Steelers have been loyal to him, like they were to Cower before him. And, you know, so it's like, you know, it's a lesson learned. You sometimes have to be more willing to pull the trigger when it's not working. Let's take a detour from here. But at the same time, the stability of the Steelers organization is something that, every team should model to, you know, you find that guy and you don't just get off of him when things aren't going well, the first, the second, the third time. It's like, Hey, we're going to turn this around. And we've, we've seen the seasons before where it looks like the Steelers are dead in the water. Next, you know, they're nine and eight. It's like, how the hell or, or eight and eight. And it's like, how the heck did they do that? Because yeah. they stay with the dude. They stay with his plan. And I think the fans feel the same way. They love Tomlin and his, you know, his attention to detail, his discipline. And, you know, sometimes there's there's always good and bad with the good. So right, you know, right. they, they could point out different things. But the fact that he's still – he's there, they're winning, they're always relevant. It, you know, you could be in a much different place 
if you go to that rust of judgment like Carolina does. They're going to be doing it all over again this year and probably in three or four years going through the same thing over again. Would you rather be there or with the stability of the Steelers? And like I said, they're they're an ingredient or two away all the time. I mean, their defense is always – uh, you know, relevant. If they could just figure out a quarterback, because I don't think Pickett is the guy, yeah. but they're sticking with him till either something else comes ab- about or you know, he figures it out. But, you know, like I said, they're always just a, a tick away from being back in that mix of championships. So they're, they're trying to right the ship right now. And the fans love that. They love being closer than farther away at all times. I heard that. So what do the Steelers have to do to win this game? Man, they just got to run the ball and open it up a little more. I saw and heard all week how it was the difference. And, yeah, obviously they had the yardage. They didn't score in the red zone, but they were actually throwing in the middle of the field. And I'm like, that's new. They, it's, I guess up until this point, everything was out on the outside of the numbers. So now – I guess they realize, hey, it's not against the rules to throw the ball inside the numbers to a fire move and all their weapons and stuff like that. If they can run the ball, and Najee seems like he's running angry now because somebody is threatening to take some of his touches away and stuff like that. So he's running the ball. They can run the ball, pick it, just don't make the mistakes, but also you have to open it up where he is throwing the ball down the field a little more, down through the middle of the field, hit your tight end, you know, you got those weapons on the outside, et cetera, et cetera. If they do that, don't turn the ball over and get after us with their defense, they win this game. This, this, You know, they're, they're figuring it out. Last week, 16-10 to 10 against the Bengals, that shouldn't be. This should be one of those games where they come out and it should be a dominating performance for them on both sides of the ball, but it all starts with them taking care of the ball and, and not – just trying to play keep away with it, but actually throw the ball up the field and make some hay. Okay. And then what about the Arizona Cardinals? How can the Cardinals, I would, I, it would have to be, be consistent. If you, if you find something that works, stick with it. If you, if you're running the ball, don't, don't forget that you got James Conner, man. Don't forget six carries. Really? Yeah. But I'll let you, it's on you. What, what do you think the Cardinals need to do to win this game? Exactly what you just said. I mean, they got to, Remember that they have kind of run the ball, and we obviously we can't turn it over. But same thing for us, bro. But seriously, gotta, even even if they win the turnover, we I gave you that stat one in five when they yeah. win the turnover battle, and that just goes to that might be a little bit of coaching in there by not taking advantage of some of these takeaways that they get. But I, I, well, I, the I, other I, thing is being more explosive. We have to throw the ball up the field. Uh, you know, it's almost like we're scared. We have that we don't have weapons on the outside, but yeah, the Chuck and Duck. Hey, let him turn it loose, man. Yeah, but, yeah, are you sure. why are you paying Marquis all that money? My mama named yeah. Marquis. I'm called Marquis. <laughs> why, why are you paying him all that money to just be yeah. throwing these ins and outs and stuff like that? Hey, let's chuck the ball up the field a little bit. See yeah. if we can get uh, on the other side of that. Uh, you know, uh, Steeler defense. You know they're gonna throw stuff at us. You know they're gonna come with some blitz. They're gonna do some different things. Let's try to beat them off the ball, man. And instead of marching up the field, you know, we're trying to you know 13, 14 play drives. Let's take a shot on some of those three and four play drives. I think we have to do that if you okay. want to see what. Tyler can do, and like I said, and then protect the football, obviously, and, and run it when you have to. We can't be running James Conner six times, and this is a homecoming for him, so you should be featuring him more than anything this week so he yeah. can get off. and He'll knock, he he knock somebody out. Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they might be the two things they're afraid of because he's the unknown. We still don't know what 
where Kyler is and what he can do. But this is one of those revenge get back games. Connor should be Connor should care tote that rock. If if anybody else touches it, I'd be like that's a personal foul. He used to run the ball between twenty five and thirty times, and then Kyler throw it his you know number of times, but not just sideline to sideline up the field. Let's get some stuff going. Let's get some quick scores. Indeed, indeed. So the the uh, the spread is uh, one place that I'm looking at is Pittsburgh minus five and a half. The over under forty one and a half points. Who you got winning this game? Mm. Oh, it's a tricky one because Cardinals, like I said, they could come out here and and do something. This is one of those Pittsburgh ugly wins, I think. I don't think they exploit the areas they need to exploit. They score just enough points. Bro, this is one of those 20 to 17 games, something Mm. like that. Mm. And it's it's not going to be pretty. It's going to be, you know, a lot of this like a lot of this fighting is going to be inside and the center of the ring is not going to be beautiful because they're still trying to figure out offensively uh we're still trying to figure out offensively uh somebody has to win this one other than the tie so i think it's you know we they scored just enough like i said 20 to 17 i would even throw like a 20 to 18 or 19 after some way they figure out a way to win this one but it's not going to be pretty either way interesting interesting so yes we will uh i think i got i got the the steelers Oh, man, I'm I'm afraid. I think they might end up having that off- offensive outburst, and that means twenty eight. Uh, that means twenty eight points for the Steelers, <laughs> twenty eight to twenty eight to thirteen. Okay. Yeah, so that's what I got. But all right, so and as always, we are presented by Bet Online. Tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here at Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. We do this thing twice a week, Mondays and Thursdays. Uh, and uh, on behalf of the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. Hope you enjoyed this week's game, and maybe we'll come back and eat a little crow. We don't mind eating a little crow because we ra- we like to do that sometimes. But Ed loves the controversy, so as we always <laughs> like to say around this time, are you kidding? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.